Drunk at the soul at least 39. 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 39. 39. 39. Drunk at the soul at least. All right. Hey. Welcome back to our 18:30. For another one of these like ridiculous podcasts. Thank you for just rolling through episodes and just coming into this next one. I know you're just listening like a binge listener. Yeah. Maybe you've been waiting for this for the whole week, or maybe you're just discovering us for the first maybe time. Maybe we advertised you last week, and your show was two weeks ago. No, we In didn't. which case, hey, rock and roll. Congratulations. We've, oh, oh, God. So, I'm so sorry. So, so what just happened is Lars ordered an Envy drink. It was the first cocktail that I've ever seen him order it's here. The, it's <laughs> the cocktail special tonight, and uh, it's made with tequila, blue curacao, and pineapple. And then they clip a fake flower onto it with a clothespin. It's actually quite large and loud in color, and somehow Lars missed it. And uh, for those of you listening, it's now all I'm over the desk. I'm not used to having it next to me. My <laughs> elbow is not used to hitting that. Look at this. Uh, well, at some point luckily, we should, the we name of the game up. is 39 Drunk and Disorderly. Right? So it, if, if Lars wants to throw his lime green fucking cocktail of doom all over the table... I think... What color? I think <laughs> well, it's not lime. I'm very colorblind, so I know it is green... Right now, our tech hand, Jim, yeah, is trying to help. What did he even... Oh, okay. There it is. Uh, I should also mention this. I didn't buy this uh, or pay for it. This was one of our audience members, a guest, first-timer here for Monday Funday. Ray bought that for me. Give it Ray. up for Ray. Thank you, Ray. Right on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was We like, immediately get content, and it's all because of you. Here, <laughs> yeah. I, I have you some more this. of these. It's all Ray's around. You might want to use them. It's all Ray's do you like? Do you like that he spilt it, or does it bother you in any way? No, it's we. Oh, see. Well, I guess we could have just. I could have just shushed that elbow. one. This is why I don't drink drinks in things that are shaped like this. I think Lars, just, he was just pouring some out for, <laughs> for all of our all right, homies. So. Oh, did it land on an SD card? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. This stuff isn't made with sticky juice. It's okay. All of the episodes are already online. We got some big news today. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys. Uh, yeah. We're, we're on like a bunch more platforms now. We're blowing uh, up. And we're uh, Apple yeah. Podcast pending. Once you go Apple, you never go back. So you could be listening to this on uh, Apple, and this would be the first time, and we're pumped about it. Yeah. I'm pretty stoked. We're I'm pretty stoked. How I, I you? have absolutely no problem being objectified on any different device. I'm like, it's not a problem. If it's all about Apple, then I don't go back. That's fine. We'll just, just core our way through this. We'll seed it out. It'll be... It'll be readily dish- delicious, you know what I mean? Whatever we need. Right. It's all about Apple. If you're listening to this, though, you can also be watching it on Instagram or Facebook. We put little mini clips on Facebook and Instagram. And then the whole episode, Cypher Picks, Kareem right there, puts entire episodes. Master Kareem. Massive. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely in Full charge. episodes on YouTube. So you can watch that. If you're listening to this and you're like, what the fuck just happened? I got to see this. Lars knocked over a drink that Ray Bottom. You could watch it on YouTube. Just scroll to it. I'd say it's about the two-minute mark of episode 17. So here we are, downtown Toronto uh, at the 1830. 1830, yeah, 1830. One more time, give it up for 1830. All right! Beautiful aesthetic down here, beautiful drinks that you can buy and spill. They're great. Right, this is an $8 cocktail special tonight (laughs) that is normally about $14 or $15. So So we got a deal, and then I spilled down a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and we're closed in. Okay. So... 
How was your week? How was you guys? I haven't <sighs> seen you for fucking seven days. It's beauty, yeah. We had a good time last time we uh, parted yeah. ways. We're having we went beers. out a little bit and got almost drunk and disordered ourselves. Oh, Not yeah. quite. Yeah, yeah. We had a good time, yeah. 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 We, had, we went to this little hole in the wall, which is actually a hole in two walls because it's the outside of two venues that they created into a... Uh, yeah, just basically bricked over. Yeah. Which not bad. So that was kind of four dollar beers. One of these ironic games. Yeah, all, all I had was a five, and you were going to get. Lars was going to get cash, and I was like, "Oh, I got to get cash too." And, and she brought me my beer, and all I had was a five, and she goes, uh, four dollars." And I said, "Damn, I'm coming back." Right. right. Uh oh. Uh oh, we're having a technical. What dispute. was the name of this place? Why? Yeah, I, don't I think it's why. A light just went out. What is happening? Oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, oh, oh. We have another uh, fan just arriving. Hey, hey. Yeah. Oh, greetings. Long time listener Sophie in the house. Doesn't like to bring attention to herself, but comes <laughs> in late alone. So we'll just draw attention to her. Don't worry. We're not rolling, Sophie. None of this is on. Uh-huh. It's, it's never been on, actually. We're, we, we don't, we're not recording. None of this is recording. Just, it's all for keep, show. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> This was actually... Uh, See, I made that creepy. That was me. I, that was right. bad. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. That, that was not my intention. It was not really creepy. The bushes weren't rustling. It's fine. Everything is good. We were sent here by the government to actually do some therapy on Bob and just get him to tell stories. And yeah, it's true. Just to, right. just to get him to, like, you know... Is that why you guys keep right. selecting me for jury duty? <laughs> How do you keep getting out of it? <laughs> wow, actually, I'm glad you asked the question. I'm not even joking. I have the uh, questionnaire in my bag with me tonight once again they don't mail them my new address but ashley who was here a few weeks back my, my ex wife actually ashley hey and here she sometimes gets my mail which is like you know that's super heroic because <laughs> you don't really want to get the things that people mail me right like you never know it could be like interesting right so anyway apparently every five years the ontario government decides that i need to do jury duty like, I got the first summons for jury on my 19th birthday. Literally, like, the minute I, like, one year after you were legally allowed to do jury duty, they're like, well, you should come do jury duty. So I didn't want to do jury duty at all, and I was living in a punk squat. And so I went, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they were okay with that. You know, I said the truth. This is one of those stories. Like, this is, you know, and it's the raw truth. Because people don't tell you bad things about themselves unless they're real people, but this is one of those times, okay? <laughs> I took a fucking ballpoint marker and I drew a swastika on my forehead before wow. I wandered in for jury selection. And the prosecutor took one look at me and she's like, I think you're exempt. And I'm like, why? As, as, flat, as flat deadpan as I could, I'm like, why? And she's like, sir, I think you know why. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I do. And I left. At the time, it seemed like a great way to not do jury duty. But I think they knew I was fucking with them. So every five years since then, I get selected for jury duty again. They're like, hey, it's that punk kid who tried to... Yeah, it's that asshole who drew a fucking shit on his forehead, thought he was cool. Well, guess what? Jury duty. We're coming for you. You know what's fun? Jury duty. You know what you're going to get? Jury duty. You know when? Forever. Fuck with us, will you? You know, seriously. So at least I, the last time I went was supposed to be some murder case, <laughs> and I showed up and we were there for some like old murder. three days. Three days we had to go. I had to take three days off work, show up this place, sit there for like four hours waiting for nothing, sit in this court, nothing happened. And then finally, a judge came in and told us, "Well, we reached a plea bargain, so there's not going to be any trial. You guys can all go." Yeah. 
And so, I'm like, so did that count for your jury duty? Or well, I guess. Except that I just got the, I just today got the fucking pamphlets for jury duty again. I. I'm like. <sighs> You should do it, and we'll record it as an episode. Yeah, we'll come we'll, with we'll you. We'll come with you. <laughs> but like, like, we'll bring, like what we'll bring jury of anyone's peers do you want me to sit on? Like, to be honest with you, if they're my peers, they're probably guilty, <laughs> and I'll know them and be like, oh, hey, it's that guy. Uh, I don't know him. They're like, well, is he guilty? Probably not. I think you'd make a great jury member. I yeah, feel see, like you're actually problem. a good judge of you, character. You gotta be jury You've been in all this shit. Jury member like, one who's like talking, who's you, like, Your Honor, we. Uh, yeah. Although if they keep ordering food, I'll be the contrary one every time. I'm like, <laughs> well, I think we have to really have evidence from all five witnesses because it's almost 5.30, and I know that Hosesh one is open till nine. <laughs> So I think we're going to get that dinner order in, and then we'll go over the evidence again for a while, and we'll talk about, I want to go home! I don't have any family. I don't care. We're going to stay here until we die. (laughs) (laughs) And eat. (laughs) Lars makes a good point, that because of your experiences, your moral compass would would shed a lot of light on some of those circumstances. Well, I might. Or I might just decide, like, eh, fuck this, miscarriage of justice. Let's make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> Anarchy. Yeah. See, like we haven't got to the we haven't got to the, the the culmination of how the whole thirty nine drunk disorders thing became reality. And when I do, you'll understand why I, my my respect for the court system <laughs> is just a little bit diminished. I, I'm not going to say non-existent because hey, I'm not in jail and that's cool, but. I will tell you this, and I will tell you this again, and I will keep telling you this. If the judicial system worked the way it was supposed to work, I'd be doing this interview videotape styles in an orange jumpsuit, okay? That is just the nature of the world we live in. Sometimes you walk free, and sometimes you really fucking walk free to the point where you go to turn yourself in for things because you want your day in court, and they're like, we can't prove you're you. You have to leave. What? I have to leave? Other guys are getting arrested for minor possession. Like, we think you might be maybe possibly this guy. To prison! And I'm like, I am this guy. We don't know about that. You should leave. Okay. I guess I'm leaving. We talked about this in an earlier episode. Your name is always Peter Parker. Right? Because an alias? Even if it's a stupid one. If they don't actually tackle you and find ID on you and like, oh, I don't think so. They will write down almost anything, and worse than that, worse than that, that's legally binding. If they misspell your name, it's not you. Right. Like I said, so always lie. <laughs> if you have no idea on your person and someone, no. If, and, you hear and that, you get, kids? Yeah. Always lie. Always. If you <laughs> don't have ID on <laughs> you and someone grabs you for an offense, you just simply say, yeah, like, um, my name is like Philip O'Keefe. <laughs> I was O'Keefe and things. It's all good. We're fine. My name is J. Crew. I just want to go home. You know, and I, I'm sorry. And the guy's like, well, that's pretty shitty. You're visiting the public, blah, blah, blah. There's a ticket, blah, blah, write it down. Jimmy fucking O'Keefe. Fuck, I don't want to go home. Ticket passed. You show up in court. You're like, I'm Jimmy O'Keefe. I want to pay my ticket. They're like, do you have ID to prove you're Jimmy O'Keefe? You're like, nope. They're like, we can't prove it to you, sir. You better leave. But you better sort that out because, Mr. Jimmy O'Keefe, sir, we're going to send creditors after you. We're watching you. Well, Fuck, Jimmy O'Keefe's fucked. Like, that guy's paying some fucking fines, you know what I mean? You do 
not want to be Jimmy O'Keefe. No, you don't. <laughs> or somewhere there's a guy named Peter Parker who's not the, yeah, the yeah. who's not the Marvel yeah. car- comic character who's just been fucked his whole life by you 39 times. No, he gets arrested. He gets arrested. And the cops are like, "You're not six eleven." <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, and he's right, like, right. "What? What do right. you mean?" He's like, "What is going on?" <laughs> I like how this podcast. This podcast is half podcast, half confession i feel like this like be like this is your therapy. honor we would like to bring forth episode 17 as evidence and it's that would be brilliant that would be the best pr ever i've been very careful to keep the statute of limitations in mind <laughs> as i tell these stories right. okay let's this just be clear here yeah, all right should. That's, sh- why, that's why you got to come out live because you get some sidewalk stories after the set that don't go on air sometimes. You right? got, so yeah, you gotta, you'll hear some shit. You get some come to the live and, show. And for all you private detectives or, or, or you know, plainclothes officers out there, this might just be fiction. Right. Most Because, of you know, I mean, like, as long as I say that at least once, then I'm not going to jail, and that's fantastic. So <laughs> It's like some of the people may appear, sound like the names. All fig- it's, we call them, them true look like them. We call them true tall tales. The method acting, it's important. Right. He's really good. He's yeah. really good. I'm amazing. Ashley's not a real person. We made her up completely. No, she's not here. <laughs> Did you put a camera on Ashley so she's here? None of this is real. Jim's not a real guy. Kareem's not a real guy. None of this. None of this is real. So, speaking of nothing this is real, I wanted to talk today, the story of the day. I wanted to talk about ultra violence in bars. Because I've worked in bars for half my life. We always talk about that, don't we? <laughs> yeah, but this is this is one specific or well, two specific stories that illustrate what I was talking about with my love hate relationship with the law enforcement end of our society. The love relationship comes from the fact that we got, we got two more audience members just arriving here, so I'm going to yeah, break yeah, for a yeah. second. We got break my buddies up. Aaron and Jay. Everybody get shout in. out. Good we friends of mine. Known them for a long time. Still probably understand what I'm saying when I say this. Well, while we're on that, I should point out uh, we got Adam from Contact Films. Yes. Uh, and, Hello, and boys. Contact, contact Adam. Here. Contact Adam is how it goes. Look, I, good, I, only, I only do the yellow to find know your name for right. sure. That was my Otherwise, bad. it's like, hey, it's that guy I saw before. He's coming <laughs> in the back room. Wait. No, no, no. No. No, wait. That's just the waiter. Sorry. <laughs> the new waiter. Uh, anyway, yo, so the, the, the love and hate relationship with law enforcement. So I love law enforcement because it's a necessary evil of society. Like, we require control. We're idiots. Like, human beings generally. And the more of them that you put closer together, <laughs> the stupider we seem to be. Right. Like, that's just the nature of things. It's, it's the anti-hive mob mentality, right? Uh, 1% of the mob's intelligence controls 90% of its action, yada, yada, yada. I mean, look what we're doing right now. But, yeah. <laughs> Case in point. <laughs> but at the same time, at the same it. time, individual representatives of these organizations can be so ludicrously corrupt and or dumb and or just, you know, mind-bogglingly wrong in the moment that it's difficult to justify the rest of them. You know, it's like, what the fuck? We all have those moments, you know, we watch something on TV, we watch something, it just, just hits you. It's like, we have to retrain all of these people. <laughs> like, I don't know what, it, and I'm not going to speculate, I'm not going to, but I'm saying everyone's had that moment. They, I'm not, you know, you take one, you're like, wow, this is not just like, this guy's an idiot. This is something is fucking fundamentally just, this is not working. Whatever this is, this is not working. Do you not have a specific, you can't go? I'm not going to. Uh, no, no, for, for legitimate reasons. I do not think this podcast is political, and I don't want to go there with it. I never have. 
I keep my personal opinion. This is storytelling. This is uh, life experiences that we, we can all relate to. And politics is personal. And I think that we, can, we, could, we could cite or we could pick and we could choose. But the problem is that would lead into a discussion of our personal politics. And I just don't know if that's the format that we're looking for. Not oh. tonight, anyway. Also, for the record, not a Nazi. For the record, he's not a Nazi. He was just fucking with them. That was Penn. He was just being an idiot. Not a Nazi. Correct? <laughs> Correct. I was joking. Come on. Wow. But I just finished my Shrine to the Fear. Right. right. No, of course I'm not a fucking Nazi. I know. I'm an Irish Scotsman, yeah, for Christ's sake. Anyway. So fundamental societal flaws, you were saying. Yeah. Yes. It's personal experience that people have to live with. Right? So my personal experience has both been cops have saved my ass and they have fucked me over. In about equal measure. But the funniest stories are usually the ones where it gets caught somewhere in between. Mm. So my favorite is I used to work at a rave bar. It was the first legalized rave bar in Canada. It was right across the street from the Art Gallery of Ontario. I don't know if you know. It's called The Weave. Yeah. Shout out. We got to shout out the Weave back there. The Weave? I've never. So anyway, literally it was was the only place in downtown Toronto where they'd have like 12-hour, all-night, like fucking raves. Intense. I mean, like. Just intense? Not intense. Oh, okay. Intense. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, I legit thought he meant intense. I was just clarifying for our listeners. That's just why I'm here. Just to clarify. Lars killing the flow. Anyhow, so it was a very intense uh, <laughs> place gotcha. to work. Even if I was in a tent, it would still be intense, right? Exactly. And that's camping for you. But anyhow, so <laughs> <laughs> one night. One night, a few drug dealers, and I, by a few, I mean like eight guys, decided to have a problem in the downstairs area of the bar. And I kind of wandered into the middle of it, and it blew up, like, all around me. And don't so lies, don't touch that one. <laughs> so I'm suddenly good. I'm fighting eight guys. It was intense. There's canvas everywhere, like, oh you almost got caught in the mosquito netting. But anyway, so I'm just making sure we don't get any more of that, right? Like... So anyway, you so beat me to the punch. <laughs> so anyway, I'm fighting these guys. It's, it, you know, I'm crushing this dude with a table. I broke a bottle on this guy's head. I'm fucking choking this dude. I kicked one guy in the shin hard enough to break his shin and make him fly face first on the ground. That's because bizarre. remember my motto: if you're gonna fight, do it right away, and mean it. And I, I say that, and I fucking mean it, because frankly, a lot of people think, oh, pushing you around, talking shit for a while, it's gonna get them somewhere. Yeah, the hospital. That's where I send them. Like, yo, good night. Done. I don't have to deal with that shit anymore. It's over, right? So anyway, <laughs> I'm fighting these guys. I'm pushing this table against these dudes in the back corner. I think everything's all right. I get grabbed on the shoulder. So I spin around backwards and throw an elbow out. And I feel the crunch. And I know I broke the nose. Because that's what I was aiming for. And I'm like, uh, perfect. Uh, We're done. No. We're good. Then I hear... Motherfucker! Oh, shit. Click, click, click. I turn around. The guy's got a gun on. He's, he's got his badge in, sort of in his one hand with his gun, and he's holding his face. And I'm like, oh, shit! I'm like, yeah! Woo! I'm like, okay, man. Like, I'm the bouncer. I work here. Like, I was in the middle of, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like all these guys under a table in the far corner of the room, right? And I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, There's a melee. I was busy. You know, and he's just, he's like yelling at me. 
And the older officer comes in behind him and throws a hand on his back and goes, calm down, calm down. <laughs> he goes, you didn't identify yourself. Right. You just grabbed a guy in the middle of melee. Nice. You didn't say, I'm a cop, blah, blah. You didn't do shit. You didn't do nothing. You grabbed the guy and yeah, you broke your nose. Like, you broke your nose <laughs> and shattered <laughs> your face. Like, your fucking face is fucked. So just chill out now and like, blah, blah, blah. Rookie like, mistake. And I'm like, we're going to the video replay. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's always my defense when I work in bars. I'm like, you know, you've seen me do it. I did it. Of course I did it. I, I'm not going to deny that I did it. But that's the camera. I want to show you why. So it starts off with a couple of guys talking shit, a couple more guys talking shit. Then a guy punches me in the face, and another guy grabs a bottle. And then I'm like, enter beast mode. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Just, it's it, done. It, it's on. It's yeah. on. It's on like Donkey Kong, right? Rock and roll. Let's do this thing. Like I said, seriously? And right away. So I'm fighting, right? And so at the end, the cops basically told me, as they were like, you know, no charges pressed and blah, 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 that if any, if I had had that done that kind of damage or had that kind of physical altercation with any one of those eight individuals, I would have been charged with massive excessive force. But because there were eight, mm -hmm. the three that like went to the hospital with serious injuries were considered acceptable under self-defense, right? Yes. So that was one of the times that the cops and their regulations were like not particularly unuseful to me. I was like... Yeah, <laughs> I was probably guilty of wow. five massive assaults, and I walked away from that with nothing more than a, here's your security license back, Mr. Malcolm. Have a fantastic weekend. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> good job. <laughs> yeah. And even the guy with the, the fucking broken nose and the two black eyes was like, yeah, yeah, have a good weekend, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You're a good Samaritan is what you are. Wow, you got your lick in. <laughs> You're free. There is also times, however, when like for absolutely no reason whatsoever, I've been like stopped and detained on a street corner for up to like an hour while they try and like figure out who I am. And when I say with this ghosting thing, it's really stupid. I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know what I did. I don't know how it happened. But I lived off the grid for a while. Like, you know, I didn't pay any bills of my own. I didn't have any like bank account. Didn't have, it did, you know, nothing. And, and eventually you get to the point where you don't have a mailing address, you don't pay any bills, you don't have a credit rating. There's no way for them to prove who the fuck you are. So you're staying on a street corner with no fucking photo ID, and you're like, this is like my old library card, and like, maybe I'm somebody, wait a minute, wait a minute, I've got, oh wait, this is like a, yeah, that'll do, that'll do, it's like, it's like this, is my, this is my Kmart points card, and they're like, dude, this could be anybody, and I'm like, well, it's me, it's all I got. They're like, well, you, you're not anybody. 45 minutes later, still checking IDs, running things through the computer. And I'm like, man, I'm a block away from home. My dad lives there. Let's just go to my house. They'll tell you who I am. The guy's like, I don't know. I'm like, what am I going to run? I'm the biggest guy on earth. Put an APB for some huge friggin' guy. You'll rope me in, okay? Like, I'm walking a block. I'm asthmatic. I'm a smoker. I'm not walking that fucking fast. Right, we get to the door, I like a bang on the door. Dad opens the door, it's like, ladies, like, what the fuck? I'm like, the cops think I'm nobody. Guys, my dad's like, son of a bitch, it's my idiot son, and he's fucking drunk in the middle of the street, so what the fuck? And the cops are like, oh, were you assigned to that? He's like, of course, a fucking idiot son, fucking, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's deranged. <laughs> now you just show them the podcast. You're like, just whip out your phone, go to yeah. Spotify, <laughs> 39 Drunk and Disorder. No, the best part is, these guys spend so much time on their phone on the computer, I'll be like, yeah, 39 DV, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, wait a minute. 
It's right here. You mentioned us a couple times. We're, 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 we're thankful. Forty-five years in this car. Like, yeah. <laughs> How many licks have you got in um, against a few? The, the, the police department. Oh, licks. Like just like the, you mentioned that one where you got. I shot busted at a pair of right? handcuffs yeah. one time at a park, and I threw a tiny Mexican female cop over the hood of her car. Right, we've heard that's one of the yeah, major on accident. That was on there. Pure accident. Yeah. No, it wasn't an accident. I was just too fucked up to know what I was doing. It was a stupid kid fucking retarded move. There's no accidental about it. You don't you don't pick someone up basically and throw them over the hood of a car by, by accident. accident. <laughs> That's like when you kick your brother and your mom's like, What happened? And you're like, It was by accident and everyone's like, Really? You kicked him in the face by accident. What were you doing? Like goose stepping across the living room? Yes. That one was just for Lars. That was just for Lars. Oh, yeah. Good one. <laughs> Tie right. that one back. It's great. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Powerful literary tool. We don't like to talk about how many free licks you have against the, the police department on this show. Although, I'll tell you this, though. When I was a kid, and I almost chopped a kid in the face with an axe, <laughs> the cops were really there for me. Right, they were. It was intense. All right. We need to elaborate, I believe. Uh, who wants to hear about when he almost uh, chopped the guy's uh, head off Fuck. as a kid? Yeah? Right. Jim does. Jim does. We all do. Yeah. All right. So. Here we go. <laughs> I didn't Buckle actually intend up. to tell this Buckle story, up. but there we are. Here's the story. So, all right. I used to go to school in the East End, and a lot of the guys I went to school with were like jack off, hood rat, shit fuck, motherfucking assholes. Classic Easy Yorkers. I frankly want nothing to do with ever again in my life, and I'm glad most of them are in jail and or dead. Huzzah. But that being said, this one motherfucker decided that him and his friends who picked on me a lot during that period in history were going to follow me home and have his younger brother beat me up with uh, a, a combination lock on his finger like a pair of brass knuckles. Wow. So they were slapping me around. It hurt pretty good because, you know, steel can do that to your face pretty quickly, right? <laughs> and I was not really that much of a fighter, if you can believe it back then. I was a much more passive guy. I didn't know what it was up with that, you know? I was just a big kid with a lot of fucking artistic intent. And uh, I guess that meant that I got my ass kicked a lot, so I did. And uh, I got near my house, and the guy said, yeah, it's going to happen every day. He's like, you're just going to fucking learn to live with it. And I was like, just... 200 yards from my front porch. And something in my little head was like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to live with that. <laughs> it's not going to happen. In fact, I don't think I can live with that period. So I took a run to my front porch, jumped in the front door. The first thing I saw was nothing. It wasn't like it was like I went hunting around looking for weapons, right? <laughs> but my dad and I are rabid campers. We're outdoors people, right? There's shit around the house. Right there on the porch is a hatchet just sitting there. And I'm like, I'm like, yep, that'll do. Up it comes out the front door running back up the street, screaming like a fucking barbarian, just losing it. Tears coming down my face. I'm like, yeah, things are different now. <laughs> Woo! Right? How old were you? Oh, I don't know, man. 11, 12. Nice. And, um, six, seven? What? <laughs> uh, six, four. Nice. Wow. Terrifying. But anyway, <laughs> the same adults who were standing around on, on, on the corners and what not helping me when I was getting hurt are all standing there going, oh, my God, right? I come flying up to this kid, and he's standing there, and he's taking a lock away from his little brother, and he's standing there, and he's like, yeah, yeah. And I saw in his eyes that his life was so absolutely fucking worthless, he didn't care. I'm not kidding. There was nothing there. 
I was like, you don't have any reason to live at all. And I'm like, there's nothing that I can do to you that's better than that. I just stopped right where I was, and I'm like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. I said, I will defend myself, so let's not ever fucking play this game again. But you, you go home, you fucking live with it. This is you. Look at this. Jesus fucking Christ. You know? And he turned and walked off, and I buried the axe into the closest telephone pole as hard as I fucking could and, like, screamed at the sky in frustration because there's nothing you can do at that point. All that, all that rage, all that adrenaline has nowhere to go. And I thought to myself, you know what? There's 50 witnesses out here. There's no way you're walking away from this one. So I pulled the axe out of the tr uh, pole, walked home, threw it on the porch, went back to school, went to my favorite teacher right in the schoolyard and said to her, okay, well, this is what happened. And outlined basically exactly the same fucking story. I'm like, because I just told her. And she was like, okay, I believe you. This guy's been picking on you all year. I believe it. So to the office I go, and they called these detectives. And these two guys came down, plainclothes guys. And they asked poignant questions of everybody. And it turned out Buddy Guy and his brother and his cousin, these fucking assholes who've been harassing me, well, three of them had criminal records for minor possession and assault and yada, yada, yada. And I had nothing. Just a kid who got beat up a lot by assholes like that, you see? And these cops basically said to the guy, look, we're not going to press any charges against this kid, and if you do, we're going to press charges on you. Because you assaulted him with a weapon, and he defended himself. So basically what you can do is go home and sort out whatever the fuck it is that's wrong with you. And this kid's going to try and cope with the fact that he didn't kill you. And I have. I have. I've coped with that. I still wish I'd killed them, to be fair. But that's something else altogether. I just think that sometimes shit in, shit out, right? You know, you, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And there really isn't such a thing as a, a sacred existence. If you are a piece of human garbage, you probably deserve to disappear. That's just the nature of life. Most animal groups understand this. We pretend that we don't. But fuck that. We don't know how that is, right? So like I said, the, the police issue with me has always been an interesting one. Because sometimes they fucking in, they've been in my corner. They've helped me out when shit's been intense. And other times they've just been irrationally strange for no particular reason. You know? But I think also working in like the after hours in the strange like nocturnal community, I have a different rapport with the police than like your average citizen would. Because A, I interact with them a lot more frequently. And B, over 25 years you work a beat, you're going to recognize me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to be like, I don't know who this guy is. So the guy comes to, you know, the door of the same fucking booze can five or six times, and it's me standing there. And the question, do you work here, stops being asked. They're just like, so what's going on tonight, Bob? And I'm like, uh, well, nothing you wouldn't expect. So, okay. Blah, blah, blah. I don't have any tickets, never have, never gotten a single one, which is amazing because literally every other employee I know who's worked in booze cans has had a ticket or two over the years. What would you get a ticket for there at booze can? Uh, proceeds of crime, uh, working, uh, liquor license infractions. I mean, they're just, they're, they're, they're well, municipal aren't they, offenses. Are they paid off or something like that, or how does that work? Usually yeah. not. Usually not. I mean, your boss might if he's a good guy. But all these guys are shysters. They own fucking, like, illegal booze cans. What the fuck do they care about you? You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a fuck. 
Yeah, they're, they're busy running their illegal booze cans. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Of, so no, I'm serious. You have to have no, to but run it's true. <laughs> it's true. Like, I mean, some guys will take care of you. Some guys won't. It depends on the circumstances of the relationship you have, I guess. But like, on average, they figure and most guys do. And I can understand this as a you know purely fundamentalist capitalist point of view. Well, I pay you very well, so you should be able to take care of your own problems. The only difference is it's a fifteen hundred dollar fucking problem. You know what I mean? You don't pay me that fucking well. <laughs> <laughs> But anyhow, <laughs> again, that's not where I'm going with this. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, the, the, the relationship you have with the police, when you see them all the time, you deal with them all the time. But I guess they're all different people, right? So well, exa- that's exactly it. That's it. That's and if you, just, if you just treat these guys like a dude on the night shift, it's amazing the reaction you'll get. Like, oh, man, late night, having a hard one, huh? And like, yeah, we're standing in a little booze can. Yeah, dudes are probably doing coke in the back room behind me. Yeah, there's a really good chance we sold like $5,000 of legal booze in the last 10 seconds. But you and me talking right here is just two guys, middle of the night, working a late shift. Both of us are all tired, like bleary-eyed, like, yeah, it's 4 in the morning. Been a long fucking day. Let's just get some of crackheads, like, fought each other in the street with baseball bats or something. And now I'm fucking here in this shithole with you. Like, oh, it's been a hard night. And I'm like, yeah, man, it's ridiculous. <laughs> fucking I understand, man. I get it. Right there with you. <laughs> I'm on your like, side. You guys like, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right there with me, man. I get it. I'm like, so what do you guys need tonight? No, nothing. I'm fucking get the fuck out of here. I don't need paperwork on this shit. You know what I mean? Like, fuck off. At the end of the day, we all just want to go home to bed. That's really the bottom line for all of us. So when they bust a booze can or whatever, like come in and ruffle the feathers, like, is the place shut down for a couple of days? Like, depends entirely. It depends absolutely entirely. On whether management is willing to foot the bill and just reopen again, that's nice. just like the pot, the pot fucking dis- dispensaries that keep getting closed. Right. They went and fucking put concrete blocks up and sealed the front doors off. The next fucking day, they were wide open for business again. Because he he hired, yeah, yeah, yeah. seriously, he, he hired 100%. a forklift to, to take it back off. That's crazy. Plugged in. Yeah, <laughs> not even. They called like some guy named like like like, hey Juan. Uh, I, I'm gonna give you two thousand bucks. Come down here with your fucking pickup truck and your, you know, your jack winch and fucking get rid of these concrete blocks. My favorite is one of the locations. They actually jack rigged the fucking system. They called in and said that uh, since it was partially a residence upstairs, someone was trapped inside. Oh no! Oh yeah. So the and city the had city. to come and move the blocks that they put there themselves. <laughs> That's genius. Like That's you did all the work to put the blocks there. I just called you. You couldn't even prove I didn't sneak in through the back window or something because there's nobody there, right? And then it's like, oh, I got trapped inside. You got to let me out. So they come back and move the blocks. The guy's like, <laughs> yeah, like fucking clown shoes, man. Punked. Yeah, yeah. Like in the 80s, they'd be like, you're on candid camera. And this is Canada's fucking pot policy. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, a, it's a joke. It is a joke. Julian fucking Fantino controlling one of the largest pot distribution companies in country. This is the hard-on crime Toronto fucking police mayor. Like, the, the police chief, rather. Sorry. Hard-on crime. Sent so many fucking assholes up the river for pot. Is now a pot baron. <laughs> like, can <laughs> oh, we say 1984? Like, government... This is the Department of Honesty. This is the, this is the Canadian Weed Board. It's like, you only go to jail for 25 years, and then I'll sell it to you. <laughs> what the fuck? But we're not getting political tonight. It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> right. Never. Never. <laughs> nice. We, we don't want to go there. Thanks, Trev. Thank you, Trev. 
Should we uh, throw it to? Sorry, weed's not. Weed's, weed's, sorry, weed's not political. It's personal. <laughs> yeah. right. right. That's right. That's well fucking said. personal. Well said. Should we throw it to uh, toss the audience mic out there? Uh, you're allowed to uh, comment on anything that uh, Bob's talked about tonight. Share your story. Ask him some general questions about what it was like to be a kid and be bullied. I would never peg you as the guy that got bullied as a kid, but it makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, no, exactly. I had two friends in grade school. One was six, like one in grade six. The other one was just like a big dude. He was probably like six foot as well. And they got bullied on a lot. And they were like the biggest guys. I don't you know. It's like you get bullied because like, you're different. It's well, yeah, That's and it's it. like a pack mentality where it's yeah, they're different and like like they're like it's right. all of us hyenas can take down this like you Lion. know mass. yeah exactly or it's elephant. Or whatever. Giraffe. Well, that's, that's all great from short guys speculating. But <laughs> the truth how a guy who's really big gets bullied when he's that big is that you don't want <laughs> to fight back because you are a better person than that, or so you think. And you are guilty about the idea of hurting others, even though others hurt you. Until you get to a point where someone like my father, who is one of my personal fucking heroes, says, Robbie... If you're going to get your ass kicked every fucking day and come home, beat up, bloodied, and bruised, he's like, I don't want you to start fights, but if they're coming for you, finish one or two. Very next day, put the fucking boot sauce to this motherfucker. I trounced the guy. I trampled his ass like a mammoth run, okay? <laughs> That's great. He was fucking done. Finn Wito, to the point where the daycare worker called home, was like, your son, who was yeah, in grade school, Kicked the shit out of some high school kids so badly he's picking up his teeth with broken fingers, you know? <laughs> and my dad was like, well, he's been complaining about this for quite some time, about kids kicking the shit out of him every day, and you've done absolutely the square root of fucking nothing. So I guess what? Maybe you should help the kid with the broken fingers pick up his fucking teeth. Send my son home. He's fine. And I was like, yes, dad. Nice. You are like the best man in the world. So, yeah, one more time. My dad is one of my fucking personal heroes. Parental pass. He's now one of my personal heroes. That was fucking inspiring. What a and great he, Like dad. I said, he never once, never once was like, be a tough guy. You got to go punch a guy in the throat. Be a, be, be a fucking man. N never. Not one fucking time. But when I was getting my ass handed to me and just wouldn't fight back, he knew I could. He, he knew I could. He's just like, you're not because of, you know, stuff. Don't. These kids are hurting you. Like, Defend your fucking self. I guess right away, mean it. Does anyone have any good, like, revenge, defend, like, like get back stories? Anybody? Uh, I've been beat up by some girls because I didn't fight back. In grade four, uh, one yeah. girl hit me with her mailbox repeatedly, and I just her took mailbox. it. Her mailbox. Is it like, and was it like or, uh, Did I say mailbox? I meant uh, lunchbox. So sorry. <laughs> so sorry. It was like a plastic Wow, that changes, <laughs> that changes the <laughs> fucking narrative <laughs> dramatically. <laughs> wow. That's a funny like a Freudian moment, slip. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. No, uh, lunch pail. It was like a... And then like she a, never called him back. Right. It was like My Little Pony lunch pail just repeatedly over the head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I guess the leathers. And then one other time, uh, I was getting souflaki at one of those after souflaki huts in souflaki? London, Ontario. If you've ever been to London, Ontario... <laughs> They're called Sammy Souflaki. Am I just pronouncing it wrong? Why are you getting mad at me? <laughs> souflaki? I say potato, potato, you know, Souflaki, Souflaki. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Seriously. After everything I've said tonight, that's what you're calling me on? My pronunciation. 
pronunciation yeah, of your pronunciation. Right, for all the Mediterraneans in the room, we're wildly insensitive. So okay, I just if you didn't, if you hadn't figured that fucking shit out by now, it is, tov, right? it is happening. It is baklava though, right? Baklava? <laughs> it's baklava, right? Yeah. Uh, and mashuga. It was after the other one. Just briefly, was after the bar. Uh, there was a crowd of. I think you like this because I feel like I was being virtuous in the moment, even though I was being a drunken asshole. We, my time when I was at Western is my time where we. I don't know if those really two are mutually vibe. exclusive or not. Well, we'll Listen, see. you'll hear. You've been a drunken asshole a million times. You know it. Uh, but at the end of the day, you figure it out, and you're like, That's for the, the greater point. good. Yeah. Oh, you mean I lie about it? <laughs> okay, get so, on with it. So there was a crazy drunken crowd outside this souflaki hut, Sammy Souflakis, a bunch of us, and then a. Uh, is that really? All right, we're just done. Mad? We're done Su- with the souvlaki thing. It's Sufl- over. All right, okay, we're fine. Souvlaki. We've gone too far. We've Sufl- gone too far. We've taken souvlaki. Am I am I pissing off an entire country right now? I feel like you guys are bullying me now. I'm just trying to pronounce words the best I can, and now you're all bu- souvlaki. Zuv. Suv. All right, all right. So tell us. So, Listen, uh, you're outside the undisclosed restaurant that sells fucking food and wraps, okay? It's winter, drunk, 2.30 after the bar. And car rolls in, almost hits a bunch of us. Like, uh, like they're drunk. Uh, They were 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 eating wraps, so continue. Souflaki. They were were coming for souflaki. The sound guy, don't ever give me that. Okay, we're we're getting there. People are loving this. This is a moment. And so they almost hit us, and then I being, like, the spokesperson for the group, I start giving them shit for, like, wow, you're just going to pull your car into a crowd of people? Like, this was – it was kind of fucked up. Like, they sort of plowed a car without really hurting anyone. They did that, and they just – they were, like – super drunk, super sassy fraternity girls or sorority girls and they just started giving it back to me and then they just started wailing on me and like scratching me and shit and I was just holding back. So much so, in the middle of the fight, one of them slipped on ice and she she did like this and was falling back and was going to fall on ice, bare head and I fucking caught her mid-fight, grabbed her, picked her back up on her feet and then she just kept fucking... <laughs> beating me and scratching me. My buddies had pictures of me. I looked like I got the shit beat out of me, and it was three sassy drunk girls. I did, but I didn't fight back. That was the reason. I could have taken three like, girls, but I'm not going to. Five bitches like that, you make Voltron. Like, that's battle cats. Like, you're in the middle of that, like, getting scratched the fuck up, and you're like, oh, no, I'm not getting hurt here. Ah, oh, my eyes! I knew there was cameras. I'm not getting caught outside this flacky hut beating up girls, all right? You bring it out of context. That last one was for you. That last one was for you. Okay. I get it. I get it. I get it's it. It's okay if he was caught outside Su- the Suflaki house beating girls. No one would fucking so believe sorry. it. So. so that's my story. Trevor? Yeah, write <laughs> in and tell us about how you pronounce Suflaki. Suflaki. Yeah, we should pull the audience. Please. Please. Cream? Please fucking don't. We got audience Mike. Is, Is Cream going to go for it here? Uh, I don't know if I should tell a story. Have you been to the <laughs> Suflaki house? <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> Uh, Were you with this guy beating up chicks? Uh, being beat up I by didn't chicks, beat same them thing. Up. <laughs> I, I saved them mid-fight <laughs> while they were beating me up. Hashtag, that's not what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's on a closed-circuit <laughs> camera. People saw it. People saw it. I was a hero. Legit. That's they get free souvlaki every that's time what I go heroes back. Do. Sure. <laughs> that's what heroes do. They get free souvlaki and get scratched to <laughs> shit by a bunch of bitches in the street. Right. Yes, it was. <laughs> Kareem, um, please. Yeah, so 
Okay, so I've been in a couple of fights, as you already know. And uh, I had a few questions for Bob. Okay. Since you've been in a lot of fights, too, yeah. how many bones do you think you've broken? <laughs> Great oh, question. Great where? Question. <laughs> oh, of mine or No, or no, no. Generally. Like of your opponents. Oh. You had a ballpark it. Wow. Maybe start with how many humans bones you broke and then extrapolate to how many bones. Sorry, so you're starting with human bones and then going to... How many people's <laughs> bones have you <laughs> broken? <laughs> 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 we're going into what, like alien bones, right. animal 50 bones? Maybe? 50, 50 bones? 5-0? Yeah. Right. Damn. I mean, you consider, I mean, when you consider jaws, teeth, fingers, it gets probably to the hundreds, and right? Because that's different. Because like fingers, you break fingers all the time. Like you block... Yeah, and the guy hits your wrist, and you hear the snapping sound as his pinky's going to hit you, and it's like, ah, ha, ha, I know that broke, and it's he goes, ah, and it's all pointy in the funny way, you know, <laughs> or like you know, you hit the guy, and you know it's like the clicking noise, like, and there's other jaws, but it's not really like a devastating break. I when I consider breaks, it's like when you when you grab something and you twist it, so it breaks like a, a green twig, you know, like just goes, <laughs> or or like over the knee, like the big old dirty bone snappers. Or, or, or <laughs> under, the under the arm, when you get the, the lock under the arm and you throw it up hard and twist back and you hear the shoulder or the collarbone go, because that one, they're like they're under tension, right? They actually make quite a bit of noise. The collarbone yep. specifically, oh. it kind of twangs as well as the brakes sound. So like, <coughs> like it's, it's, little it's a about the same noise as like when you play with an elastic band yeah, yeah. and the shit snaps. Yeah. It's the exact really? same noise. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That's very true. That's very true. Like I said earlier, when I told you about the guy I kicked in the shin, yeah. he was coming at me, and I was running steel toes like I usually do. I was going to ask. And I, I like stepped into him with a full straight kick right to the shin. <laughs> and he was leaning forward, so it just broke. And he went right down onto his face onto the ground. But the leg actually flipped up behind him. Like, uh. it kicked out from behind him. And then did this, like, sort of back and forth. Because uh. it was, you know, like the brakes here, right? So it has a new fulcrum <laughs> to do this kind of fishtail thing. So he, yeah, he did this really cool like mermaid kick before he fell on his face and then laid there squealing. And I was like, that was a kick. Uh, yep. You know? What do you think the largest bone you've broken is in the body? So that would be tibia and fibia. I broke a guy's Tib spine. Tibia and fibula, a spine. That's yeah. a big bone. Playing football. Oh. Wow. <laughs> You're how? how many noses? How many noses do you think you've broken? Uh, dozens and a couple of well, what, like, all the, This is all the unaccounted for bo broken bones that, like, you know, people figure out what are broken at the hospital. Like, you're not there to, like, no, clean up the damage. You're like, this uh, is what I guess was broken. Yeah, like, you know, they get all the uh, aspiratation later. Not to mention all the all that uh, the fight ring stuff. Like, Well, um, my favorite was, like, when I said, when I, when I woke up in the morning, my, my fist was all ulcerated. It was really, really sore, and there was a wound in my knuckles. <laughs> I went digging around in there because it really hurt. And I pulled half a fucking tooth out from between two of my fucking fingers. And I was like, oh, that's really gross. Oh, and I had to put so much polysporin in there because I oh, because human mouths you are could, so gross. You could, find <laughs> out, you could find out who that was. You could take that yeah. dental right. and like run it and be I like, just, Jerry. I just, I just flushed that shit. I was like, yeah, enough oh, of that. That's great. That's for well, sure. That's a, I have to thank my, my roommates at the time who took my rings off. When I passed out on the couch, if I hadn't taken my rings off, I probably would have lost fingers from the swelling because my hand like really just blew wow. up. Wow. Well, people smile. People are fucking dirty. End of story. <laughs> people are fucking dirty. You get into a fist fight, you think you punch someone in the mouth, disinfect that shit. I'm not even kidding. Like, you will get infections quick. 
We got uh, other amazing questions like how many bones have you broken? <laughs> Yeah, He's got it. You know, just let it let it come it's to you. a tough one. Well, let's use that as a jumping off point. Jim, what about you? You've probably broken bones. <laughs> More than a couple, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but actually, the story I want to tell you was, um, so I'm a father, and um, my daughter, she's beautiful. She's um, tall. That's why he broke her bones. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Blonde hair, blue eyes, and she, go she used to go to high school at East Scarborough, right? And uh, I get, you know, you get the call. How east? Um, well, almost Pickering, so very <laughs> Yeah, so like where I live, yeah. I get it, East Scarborough. Yeah, east deep Scarborough. Scarberia. East, deep. It's east, in, east. It's intense and, out there, um, yeah. And her mom's Scottish, so she's, you know, she's not white. She's transparent, you know. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, but, you know, I always told her, don't get in a fight. But, you know, the same thing, you know, protect yourself, right? So I get the call. Your daughter's been in a fight. And I thought my I thought somebody had hurt my daughter, and I'm livid. And you know, like seeing red, and I'm driving across a four one, like doing a buck sixty, buck eight. I don't even know how fast I was going, because I was. You're doing, I kills, was you're doing kill somebody speeds. I'm, yeah, I'm right. West End. I'm driving East End to get there to to beat the crap out of somebody that touched my daughter, right? And the Liam Neeson Taken character is based <laughs> off of Jim Tooby. <laughs> That's a little known fact. And I pull in, and I don't even He's remember. He's got a specific set of skills. I remember parking, and, you know, they have the, yeah. you know, they have the big bouncers at, at the high schools. And it's stuff the big and bouncers. <laughs> and, and, and they just see me, and they're like, oh, yeah, well, they, you know. No offense. Jim's tough as fuck, but he's not that tall. That <laughs> big bouncer <laughs> comment is just kind of superfluous, but okay. But they they kind of recognize that I'm one of the only Psychotic white guys father there. Ready to roll? Yeah. Oh, just go to the office. And I look at her, and she's fine. Nothing. No, she's not a scratch on her. I'm like, oh, well, what happened? And talking to her and stuff, and it's like, well, they, she said they started talking crap about me, and they had long hair. So I, I took them down. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. And I didn't say anything, and I was like, okay, well, you know, took her back, uh, and my folks are uh, nearby, so I took him back there, and I had to cool down, this and my dad is, dad is old English, like he fought in World War II, he was Spitfire, Spitfire, and very sincere and, and serious and stuff, and I said, oh, my, you know, Victoria got in a fight, he said, oh, that's terrible, and it's like, oh, no, she's fine, she uh, beat the other girl, <laughs> and dad's like, good for you! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you. So proud. That's great. To get the grandparents' Thank approval, you. that's that's always important. Well, I didn't get dad's approval. No, I no, I'm joking. Dad was a great guy too. So that was pretty much what I got from my grandparents. So like, what he got into a fight, he won. He's not gay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean he's not gay? Well, he's into flowers and art and reading and stuff. Like what? Yeah, I like botany and art and reading. Like, yo. Literary man. I do have a question. Actually, I wanted to go back to the swastika. All right. Question. We're going back to always the back to the swastika. Always go back to the swastika. Great. I I knew I shouldn't <laughs> have mentioned that one. Hey, it's real. All you right. All right. Back. All right. Here we go. Back. This okay. Is not so going to be the title of this because this is what I'm picturing. Because you did the swastika and you looked in the mirror. Was the swastika backwards when you walked into court? Because if you Smart. do it in the mirror. I'm just wondering. <laughs> you know what? It probably was. That's why she probably looked it at you. It probably goes, was oh, you because I was like straight messed up. Yeah. I was drunk as fuck, and I'm like, I don't want to go to fucking church. This is ridiculous. So she's looking this. at you with a backward swastika. It's like, wait, he tried. I mean, just send him home. Right. I don't know. Is this like yeah. a new movement? Like. 
were the neo nouveau Nazis. Okay, like we only wear puce. The Ezans. <laughs> the Ezans. The Ezans, backward Nazis. Right, <laughs> They're the opposite of Nazis. <laughs> can can we get rid of that in post production, please? No, like everything <laughs> stays. This is unedited. <laughs> It's gonna be the the colors the color codes green. Yeah, yeah it's just gone. This was good. Jabril, Jabril the thrill. Jabril's got hunger in his eyes. What do you got for his Jabril? He's got nothing. For the record, Jabril the thrill's got nothing today. It's okay. Well, maybe so that's Jabril, what he's got. He's got Jabril, hungry. Jabril yeah, came out last week. We went out with Kareem. Yeah, we got. We, got, we had a really good. good old. We, we had a really good. Great. We had a really we got good together. Time. Sorry, Jim. Where were you? I think we got the most drunk. We, we were. Ever we were together. sinning. I was there. You and call. Well. And and yeah. there were, you know, unclean women around. <laughs> it was. I know because I ended up with a half pitcher of beer in my shoe. It was <laughs> it was an amazing time. We had a misidentification of somebody. That was the favorite. The guy showed up, and one of the girls with us, she thought was this the guy who worked with her on some production somewhere. And I knew right away from the way the guy looked. He had a Playboy tattoo. Okay, right away I was like, no, this guy's just a douchebag. <laughs> but she's like, no, I think I know this guy. Are you Tom? Whatever. He never said he was, but he just never said he wasn't. Right. So he stood there for a while being like, blah, 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 until it was pretty <laughs> like, abundantly clear he was just obviously some drunken douchebag. Like, the whole time. So I, I fucking, I take a picture. It's right away. You guys stand up. First thing, they're like, hey. He looks over. I'm like, <laughs> like, right in his face. He's like, eh. and then I'm like looking for an image searching the guy. Like, right in front of him. I'm like, you are not who you think you say you are. We told her that he wasn't. It was right. the director on a project that we've all worked with, and she was like, that's Rob. And we're like, that's not Rob. That's and totally she's like, it Rob. is Rob. But then, then we were like, wait, maybe it is Rob. Why right. Go yeah, yeah. Hi. We were all watching her, and she's like, oh, my God, it was so nice it to work It wasn't Rob. You. Let's put it, it that so way. so good to see you. Now, we were all there, so we were all, like, within, like, two feet away. So if anything went down, we, we would have been Oh, no, come on. Like, I was standing right there, like, trying to face image search the guy, like, taking yeah. more photographs. So if he would gotten violent, he would have been turned into or human origami. Whatever. We were, we were just like, like look, you pull the tail, and the head goes like this. You know what I mean? Like, he would have been done. It's fine. We were just letting that ride. It so was, it the was moral cool. of that story is you should, if you want to come don't party with us. Don't pretend to be Rob. <laughs> <laughs> don't pretend to be Rob. And also, if you want to come party with us, you got to come down to a live taping here at 1830 every Monday night at 10. That's right. And you can party with us for the rest of the night, and Bob will be and here to And you get the blacklisted out. story. You can see Jabril after hours. Mm-hmm. You can see Kareem from Cypher Picks and uh, have a knife fight with him. You can pair knives. Same with Jim Tooby. Sometimes the shirts stay on. Sometimes right. they don't. Things get crazy. Hit us up at 39DD Show on Facebook and Instagram. Watch full episodes on stay YouTube. On. <laughs> stay tuned over. for us coming on to iTunes. Oh, they just came. These people just came, and we're about to finish. What a great time to finish. Wow, uh, what a great give audience. Give it up, guys. We did it. Wow. One more time. Thank great you, ladies job. and gentlemen. We love you. Yeah, yeah. Out there in the wild world of drunken debauchery. Thank you. Good night.